We want to say thank you to our sponsors, Washman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, and Hook, Line, and Heroes. Without you, the show would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Blue Collar Cycle Studio right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the starting lineup. Of course, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? To my left, your right on the radio dial, it's producer Brian. Hey, guys. And, of course, across the way sits the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention, Soleimani Impersonator of the Year, the inventor of the redneck Dang. egg roll. Give it up for old Mike number one. It's... Oh, crap. Where's Mojo? Oh, there he is. It's Mojo! <laughs> So, speaking of General Quasim uh, Soleimani, how many of you guys actually heard of this cat before this week? I thought he was a character on 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 Jack Jack Ryan. Wasn't he on the first season, Soleimani? Sounds like it. How, how about I, you, I have no idea. No, nothing. I mean, the average person in America probably never heard of this guy. Mm-mm. And you have people, you know, all of a sudden protesting his death and stuff. <laughs> It's like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just blew up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, is butt cheeks one word, or should you, should you spread them apart? Thank you for listening to this other five <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it's our take on uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of gravy, and obviously stupid humor. Um, you can find us on the Facebooks at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us on our fa- uh, website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Wherever you get your podcast at, go there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, or some of our favorites. You go there, just put in Southern Fry Philosophy. Hit like, uh, share, review. Review is the most important thing. That's how we move up in the old robotic, AI, futuristic uh, algorithms. Uh, that way it can put us on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio and also States Vegas <laughs> Radio app. There you go. Man, Look at you. My short termers must be over in this new decade. You I guess. finally got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just pointing out uh, YouTube, you know, we're on there. Mm-hmm. We're not getting a lot of likes or views or whatever. But hey, that is an, an option for you to, you know, go to YouTube, check us out, you know, play the video at work or whatnot. So just another. It's not even a video; it's just audio. Right. Right. So I mean, uh, if you're looking for just an easy playable link that you can do at work, it's not necessarily off of a podcast aggregator. Just go Mm -hmm. to YouTube. I mean, isn't that how the kids listen to music? Right on YouTube. I guess I don't know. Kids so you can get the like eleven to seventeen range. I finally feel like an adult. (laughs) I just actually uh, had my first Apple Music subscription. Oh, Uh, look at you! Yeah, Uh, but it's three months free. I plan on canceling after that. But Uh, but, I just thought I'd give it a try. We've got to we got to figure out how to incorporate TikTok in in the show. Mm. And we need to talk to my kid. My kid actually has had. 
she had one that had over a million views. What? Yeah. A Some, million? Something stupid, too. That's pretty much just why they all are anyway, but mm. stupid. Well, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three old guys <laughs> doing TikToks. Uh, hey, we want to say some of our upcoming guests. We've got um, Operation Decisive Victory. They're supposed to be uh, on the show this week. Um, uh, Tintu did not feel well, so we scheduled them for next week. So just a heads up, if you were planning on listening to that on this episode, they are not uh, on this episode. They'll be on next week. And you still listen, though. Yeah, you, we, please keep going. Uh, we want to say shout out to our listeners from Macon, Madison, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Mobile, and Montgomery, all brought to you by the letter M. So, hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. I be darn. <sighs> um, yeah, I'm great. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I, I, I have no complaints. I'm, I'm feeling a little robbed. The first couple seasons of us, every week there would be something burn that burn biscuit. your biscuits. Nothing's oh. burning your biscuits. Well, the things I, I burn my biscuits, I can't really discuss now because no. it pertains to like business. Oh. I don't want to irk people off, but you know, it's just customer service relations and Ooh, yeah. taxes and government and stuff like that. Just, you know. I guess. Well, I, I tell you one thing that burns my business. Okay, come on. The sign, Finally. the sign ordinance in my Salisbury. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, um, that you have to have like your square footage of your front or, your, or the length of your building multiply that times one point six, and that's the allowable square footage you get to have of a sign. So your sign is bigger than the frontage of your building. No, it doesn't work that way. But this is square footage. For example, my front of my building is thirty square feet. So okay. if you do 30 times 1.6, that equals 48 square feet. Oh. So you can have a sign, 8 by 6, oh. 6 by 8, mm. seven, 7 by 6 and a half or something like that. I mean, huh. it, it, and like I told the lady at the city, I'm like, you guys, I'm not asking to put like a truck stop, mm -hmm. you know, billboard. It's McDonald's sign or yeah, something. Yes, 200 like feet in the air. <laughs> you know, but I would like to have a, a big enough sign to where people are driving by. I'm actually trying to create tax revenue for this mm -hmm. this city. Yeah. I'm trying to create possible employment. You think you wouldn't limit me to some just stupid number, you know. But you have to pay a $100 fee. I mean, like, what's a no. $100 fee even used for? $100 fee if you go over that? No, no, it's $100 just to get the permit, to oh. even get the sign up on, on my building is well, $100. Oh, that, yeah, for the real estate you're taking up, right? On uh, my building yeah. that I own, yeah. yeah. But the $100 fee, like, what is that going to? Mm. What's the fee if you break that? Do you have to just I, there's a, the There's a penalty, there's a fine, but also mm. then I have to redo the sign. Oh. Yeah. What if you get, like, that 500-foot American flag? In Salisbury, <laughs> yeah, um, I I haven't. I have to look that up. I may do that just just to push some buttons because I because uh, here's also what mm. you, I did my due diligence mm -hmm. before. Now you got me on a roll. Okay, I did <laughs> I did my due diligence before we bought the building mm -hmm. just because I wanted to make sure you know I had I, I there was no like surprises you know I had all my ducks in a row and sure. I knew what I could and what I couldn't do and if I was going to fall out of ordinance or something like that. So we, we did our due diligence. And one of the things I asked them was about painting the sign on the building. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, anything paint is considered a mural. I said, okay, well, okay. what's the mural? They're like, well, mural is just a painting on the wall. Mm -hmm. I said, bingo. Right. No problem. I'll sure. paint our sign on the, uh -huh. uh, on the building, blue collar cycle company. 
that would be considered a mural. Mural is a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. Art is subjective to the eye of the individual, correct? Correct. Sure. You can tape a banana to it as well. Yeah. Well, well that wouldn't be a bed fall into a structural artwork in Salisbury. <laughs> you could paint a picture of a taped banana. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Good point. So anyway, I, so I go back just to recheck mm-hmm. because I heard a little, you know, a little uh, sign guy told me that a bowling alley actually had like bowling pins painted on the side of the building mm-hmm. and they made him take that down. What? Because it was painted, they, they considered it signage. Because that falls in a totally different category. You're kidding. Because it advertises the business. So I, I, was, I went up there and I, I asked her, I said, can I get a mural painted on my, on, my, on my building? What do you want to paint? I was like, I'd like to do a classy artwork of my, my logo. Mm-hmm. Or my, well, you can't do that. It falls under signage. Well, what is a mural or mural's artwork? Well, I consider that artwork as Mm -hmm. pleasing to my eye. Right. They're like, well, no, that falls under signage. What if you leave the name of the company off and just have like the the logo? Oh, well, you can't do that because the logo pertains to motorcycles. So you can have, you cannot, my mural on my building, which is a motorcycle shop, cannot have anything motorcycle related <laughs> because that would then be considered About advertising for my shop. Live uh, nude girls. Well, I did, I, I did say this. I said, what if okay. I put crack pipes and heroin needles on the side of my building as, as a mural mm-hmm. because the neighborhood I'm in sure. is heroin and crack. And sure. they're like, well, that would not be good either because then you're just basically Giving the middle finger to the city of Salisbury. I've got a great one. Mm-hmm. Put a a Krispy Kreme hot sign p- a picture. Well, that would be ne- advertising for Krispy Kreme no, down the you, street from us. But you're not a donut shop. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I, I do like the live nude girls. <laughs> <laughs> the so artwork, anyway. or just in general? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer that. Um, but no. So uh, yeah. Just one of my many reasons why I think governments are stupid. You you <laughs> so, think? Good gracious, I y'all! I know. So just speaking of signage, I was driving about down like right by my house the other day, and I saw it was a house, and at the garages, both garages were they look like billboards for like a pest control company. <laughs> this was like okay. somebody's like I've never ever seen anyone use there as a double like two garage mm-hmm. doors, and it was it was like I seen a billboard on the interstate. Wow, so it's pest control. I mean, I guess the owner lives there. Yeah, and he, there's no. Is that legal? I mean, is it's <laughs> like Charlotte? Half, so. Is half the number on one side and half the number on the other? Because it would be bad if he left uh, one up. No, I don't think no. like that. I don't, I'm not sure if there's a phone. There might be a phone number. I just mm. glanced it. I've drive by there every day or so. Never noticed it. Yeah, I guess it was daylight. I was like, oh, what's that? I would attempt to do an SFP logo, but we're in the historic district, so mm. man, that's not going to fly. I'm not in the historic district. Believe it or not, I'm not in the historic district, even though everything's historic around me. I guess they just don't consider a crack riddle community historic, mm-hmm. I guess. I they mean, should. I don't, I don't know. They should. But, well, I guess that's a good thing because I probably couldn't, you know, put a mailbox or anything out in front of them. That's true. I, I just hate government Man, regulation. Man, frustrating. No, it's good frustrating. Gracious. Especially after I did all my due diligence. I just yeah. happened to speak to another person mm-hmm. at the office versus the one I originally did. If I would have talked to the original person, they probably would have signed off on it, and then I would have gotten in trouble later. But you know, mm. what if what if you just slide it in there, just between us, like just do it and see what happens? Well, the, you, pro- you, they you don't double agree. that hundred dollars and just kind of oh know. yeah. <laughs> How much for your silence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You ain't you ain't got to do nothing for this hundred dollars. Just be quiet. Yeah, I like that. You know oh, I gave you too much. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Can you break a five hundred? Well, just keep it then. Goodness. Producer Brian, how you be doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, 
I was, I'm glad to be here tonight. It's feeling good. I'm not, yeah. Uh, I've been stuck in my house a couple of days. <laughs> so I, I didn't have anything until you mentioned the burning biscuits. Um, so stores, like mm-hmm. grocery store, for example. Well, how come when you go into a grocery store with a shopping cart, suddenly, like, there's no, like, law and order anymore? There's no right-of-way mm. or, like, you just ride wherever you want to, mm. you know, coming out of the aisles, flying, you know, running over people. Okay. Why is that, why is that okay in, in society? That's my question. But that happens out on the interstate as well, my friend. Well, yeah. But there's, people just go wherever they want force, to. They don't but care. But there's, like, no right – like, there's no – accepted, unspoken rule about mm. shopping cart traffic, let's call it that. What, well, you would think it would be the American standard, which is right side. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe they should uh, create the grocery stores laid out more like Ikea, where you have to follow a certain oh, path It's like a mouse around. in a maze. Yeah. And then you finally, at the very end, is the milk and cheese. You get your meatball. And your meatball <laughs> that you that you could check out, maybe they need to do that. Yeah, um, I've noticed that too at malls, especially during well, busy season. We just got out of the holiday mm-hmm. season, yeah, so it's, yeah. I've noticed it more. Where, like you know, like certain malls, they have the kiosk in the middle. That's basically for crowd control, but it's also rent, you know, for them. But you know, the right side is where majority mm-hmm. traffic flows, and then you have the left side. You know, I guess if you're walking on the right, yeah. there'll be the left side. It's all just it's all counter. Yeah, so you need like five lanes. You need like the regular lane. You need the passing lane. You need like the stroller lane, like the oh, whole yeah. lane. You know, you got little kids. Oh, you're, yeah. or, you know, you you get behind one of those sixteen groups uh-huh. in the mall, especially. You know, there's like oh, a horde yeah. of teenagers or a bunch of foreigners or something. It's <laughs> like walking real slow. So teenagers you know. and foreigners only in this lane. <laughs> well, yeah, lane? yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what the pictogram would look like for that, <laughs> but. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be it, somebody looking with her head down yeah. and somebody with slanty eyes. I'm just – I wasn't well, going to no, go the, there. The four, <laughs> no, the four, the, the four is yeah, – I guess you can send them to me too. I guess I get them all anyway. But the four is they always have their hands behind their back when they're walking slowly. Too. Oh. I don't know if you've noticed that. Are they contemplating why they came to I, America? I, I don't know. I don't know. But they, they Why always, am I at this mall? Yeah. When do I get to leave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Um, guys, let me – to ask you this question. What is the worst place that your stomach has turned on you? Hmm. Well, first place that comes to mind to me, I was, <clears throat> this is, I don't know why this sticks out to me, but mm-hmm. I was at like a movie theater. Okay. In Myrtle Beach or something. Mm-hmm. I, I was a teenager, I think. Me and my dad it was wintertime. I don't know why we went to the beach in the wintertime. <laughs> Maybe fishing. Okay. IMAX movie. I don't know. But I, I just distinctly remember going in to this restroom oh, buddy. and evacuating. <laughs> like, is I, I feel bad for the staff um, kind of situation, yeah, you know. I got like, you. I, I typically can control myself. I, I don't go into public places if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, man, too, I hate that. I can't, I can't like, go number two. It's so two. hard to do in no. a public place, but sometimes... This is the one time I remember, like, mm-hmm. let me out of the way, give me oh, a trash buddy. can. It was like, uh, it was the, the Ben Wilder. Uh, you guys see that where he like gives him the uh, colon blow mm. no, <laughs> in the middle of the sand or whatever. That. He's like on a trash can in the dean's office. <laughs> it's like bri- bridesmaids. Mm, if you're yes, saying maybe bridesmaids yes, were like one of, going, yeah, one of them's going in the sink. Yeah. 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 
Mojo, any experiences? Oh, man, I've had several. Yeah. I, I'd rather not rehash them okay. from our previous. That's right. <laughs> but no, air, I, I had the famous one from the airplane. <laughs> oh, um, that's right. I forgot about I've that. Oh, airplane. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I've had. You can't even get the door closed with me in there. Well, I would I would actually even love to have made it inside the door. But, um, <laughs> oh, no. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't that fortunate. Um, there's probably still a there's probably still a flight attendant that's suffering from PTSD <laughs> from that one. Um, I'm in my truck, you know, because I travel a lot mm. in my truck in the middle of nowhere mm. and not having a place to, mm. you know, Just to keep do some it. Chick Fil A napkins in the uh, uh, but, console. But when there. you got, but when you when your stomach erupts, mm. yeah. The, ch- the amount of Chick Fil A napkins that you could have on your person at that given time does not sure. even remotely help. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And probably. And once upon a time, I would say probably at a uh, adult gentleman's club. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was kind of awkward. Got to be the worst. That's yeah, kind of awkward. <laughs> but we will uh, we will bypass that. That'll be on the insiders episode. <laughs> um, guys, I I was taking this. You know, New Year's. You're taking some some new supplements and whatnot to kind of help you and whatnot. I. Uh, I also didn't realize that I scheduled getting my temporary crown the same day I'm starting these supplements. So I'm not sure exactly how my stomach's going to react. So, so Monday, um, hey, here we go. I'm going to start this new this new thing. And, oh, by the way, I forgot I've got to get my crown. Let me just sit in the dentist's office for a little bit. Um, you know, I'm in the waiting room. Everything's fine. No problems. I get in the chair. Okay, so far so good. Not even thinking about it. She starts working on on my tooth, and then all of a sudden, halfway through, like, uh oh, this this isn't good. Um, and uh, and I hear my stomach, yeah, just like that. And um, <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> and that's what the the uh, the dental hygienist said too. Um, uh, but but then she's like, oh, are you – she even made the comment, hey, are, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm trying to think of an excuse. Um, I didn't eat breakfast this morning Was the first because it was my stomach. I was like, maybe it sounded like, you know, I was hungry. Um, oh, there was some, uh, some uh, thunder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well uh, – and then it continued to keep going. And like still rumbling and rumbling and rumbling. I am fighting my spine with everything that I am. And I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere because I've got like Novocaine going <laughs> into my jaw at this point. I can't move. And it just keeps going. And then she has to tell the dentist um, making, you know, because I, I know she didn't buy the lie. He didn't have breakfast this morning. So he's really hungry. And she, I think a little bit naive, goes, oh, man, do you want a snack? I'm like, no, I just want to poop. Uh, <laughs> so I am fighting this thing for an hour and a oh, half. You're, you're a, man. You're a champion. Guys, Where's the Rocky music? <laughs> <laughs> I just kept squeezing and praying. At some point, I'm sweating. They're asking, are you okay? I'm like, I think it was the Novocaine. Obviously, that's not the truth. Like, I'm trying to make up anything I can, and I can't go anywhere. That's the worst where you can't – You there's no exit strategy. I think that's worse than sleep paralysis. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the, that's the worst. Mm. That's the worst thing, period. Especially when that cold sweat comes on. 
No oh, Lord, I've never had so, sleep paralysis. I guess the no, I'm talking about with the when, oh, when oh, you yeah. when you're trying to hold it, and the, that cold sweat comes on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start getting a little dizzy. Yeah, and like your vision <laughs> right? goes in. Yeah. Where's that rest stop? So the follow up question would be: Did you leave the dentist office, or did you? I, I was able to hold it because I knew, and luckily I live right by the dentist okay. office, so I was able to get in the car. But it's that point where, like, I get to the car, I, I get out of the car, and I have to stay in there because I can't move. Yeah, you know, like well, you, you get in the sitting position, and your body goes, "Oh, here we go." Right. You think, <laughs> you, you, it says, "Hey, I'm, it's I'm time. Giving you time I, to go. I, see, I can relate. See, talking about that sitting position. Have you seen <laughs> the movies and the TV shows where all of a sudden there's this tragic accident, and there's like. You know, the they paramedics come up to the car and they see, like, the guy in the car and he has a s- steering wheel in his sternum. And they start to take the steering wheel apart. And he's like, oh, no, that's the only thing holding me together. Mm-hmm. I can relate yeah. to that <laughs> when, when it comes to, comes to that. Because, you know, once you break that, once you break yeah. that barrier, oh, yeah. oh, it's gone. Yeah, buddy. Life is over with. You give your body just enough time. <clears throat> And if you don't hit that mark, it just releases automatically. And that's when you make those judgment calls, too. You're like, should the second song just came on for my two for ten. Should I really risk it and go to the bathroom? <laughs> sure. I'll hold out. Oh, so that was my fun week. Oh, man. Uh, temporary crown went on fine, though. How about that? <laughs> Silver lining. Uh, yeah, no doubt. All right. We got some follow-up issues, uh, Producer Brian, you wanted to yeah. talk about. Yeah, so uh, last week in the opening, Mojo said something, and I've, I've had a, some time to—I think we were moving fast. I didn't get to dig into it at mm-hmm. the time. Sure. But he said pineapple doesn't belong on pizza, mm-hmm. right? And I would agree to some extent, but I had a revelation a couple years ago, mm-hmm. pineapple, because, you know, my, my wife likes the, the pineapple ham, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, mm-hmm. air quotes, mm-hmm. um, pizza, which is meh, whatever. If you want to put pineapple on a pizza and do it the right way, you got to do pepperoni and pineapple. Whoa, whoa. Game whoa. changer. Yeah, it sounds like really mm. weird, especially after the last conversation we just had. But <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder why our stomachs hurt all the yeah. time. Uh, you know, it's, I'm just throwing this out there. If you guys feel adventurous, next time you order a pizza, huh. pepperoni pineapple. And pineapple. Yes, it is. It's the, it's the right combination. Because you, really? you get the spice or the saltiness from the pepperoni with okay. the sweet of the pineapple. Because okay. ham doesn't cut anything. It's just like, why is it, it even there? It's just ham. What's the point of the ham? I mean... If it was country ham, it might be different. But there's ham. This is, it's the savory sweet. Canadian ham, bacon. To, I was, let me throw this out. What about bacon and pineapple? Yeah, that's okay, too. Yeah. Like the, 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 the I'm dominoes. not saying I won't try it, mm. but I still think it's, an, it's just a, a bastardization of the products. Yeah, well. That's mm. just my personal I, I get it. Everyone I mean, gets their opinions, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm also of the fact that I think Dunk, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts make great buns for cheeseburgers, too. There's probably a lot of people that want to punch me in the face for that. I'll try it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just throw that out there for anyone who's interested in trying something new. Might change yeah. your life. Mm. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe it's got me thinking huh? this time next year. <laughs> yeah. um, have you guys been binging any Netflix shows lately? Let's see what I just finished. <laughs> I started watching The Witcher. Yeah, how is, is it? Good. That? I've been told I should watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it that's not normally my style mm-hmm. of TV show stuff, but it's all right. You know, I, I um. I, I don't think you can have a TV show now without just 
off the cuff random nudity <laughs> and and language mm. and and having orgies in the middle of it. I think well, that's pretty, pretty much part wants of the recipe. To be Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. it's like it, yeah. what's the game? What's the next Game of Thrones? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the recipe for all shows. I mean, probably Sesame Street was if it was invented today, they'd probably have a orgy and a sex wow. scene in it too. I'd probably, you know. Um, what uh, I start, we started watching you. TV shows. Yes, yeah, uh, we've we've started watching. I'm, I'm, Are you on season one? Well, season one, episode okay. one. So what's, <laughs> so what's that about? Started, uh, I think it's about a stalker. I think. <laughs> yeah. it's about, I, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> you watch the first episode. You have no idea what the show's okay. about. Okay. Yeah, it's about a stalker. I would encourage you guys. It's it's pretty entertaining. There's a couple times where you're like, mm, that's so far fetched uh, that it couldn't have happened. But yeah. uh, watch the show. Maybe we could talk about it on on. Yeah, show there's a couple of the shows like I mean I have downtime at, sh- at the shop when mm. I'm like doing paperwork and stuff like that, so I'll just throw something on mm. and just kind of keep background noise. Yeah. So I've, I've yeah. got stuff going on. I mean, I just I can't remember nothing that like jumps out yeah. off of Netflix. But um, oh, I did watch Messiah. Oh, the the first season of Messiah. I, I did watch that. That was that was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I, I encourage you to watch that. I think and a lot of people I think in the there's been some uproar in the evangelical community, but also there's been a, a larger outbreak in the Muslim communities speaking out mm. against it because it's actually a the Messiah figure comes from the the Islam culture, you know, mm. and Islam speaks of that uh, the El Messiah. So mm. there's been some uproar about that because you know Christians can we can mock Christianity and people that aren't Christians can mock Christianity, but man, you know, lo and behold. You know, someone does it out of Islam, then it's oh, disrespectful. Yeah, so, um, it's, it's an interesting show, and it's it, it's a great thought experiment, hmm. and to be you know, to be determined lately. So, I obviously, okay. oh, I did re- wa- uh, binge watch Repair Shop over the holidays. What is that, dude? It is the most dorkiest thing in the world. <clears throat> it's it's phenomenal. Huh. It's a British show, and okay. it, they, they repair antiques. It's oh, like it's okay. like it's like the road show thing. Yeah, and but man, I, I've. I cried all over Christmas holidays. Wait, what? Yes. Huh. I like the, it's like, I think I started binge watching three days before Christmas. And I think I freaking cried all the way through Christmas. How many seasons is it? It's two seasons, like 24 episodes Holy or something like cow. that. Huh. But uh, yeah, they just repair antiques and you, you get to see old people cry over their like, stuffed animals they repaired. And stuff. Now that's sweet. It's no, pretty cool. Well, that. you know, the interesting thing is, I don't know if I've hijacked the segment, but no, no. Um, th- these being done in England and in London and or somewhere in the UK has been done. A lot of these antiques are bringing in survived the bombings during mm. World War II. So a lot of these things have not had, you know, they've had just temporary fixes or not been fixed at all since the forties. And mm. they, I mean, you know, one of them was like this bear got me through, you know, uh, the bombardments of, you know, from Germany. And this bear was with me in the, underground shelters and and mm. all of a sudden they're repaired i'm like oh, yeah, I mean, wow. ugly cry you know that's interesting yeah my wife's looking at me like i'm a fool so you know <clears> which guys, is common but i'll give you a confession i like Ro- antique roadshow it's been a while since i watched that but it's interesting mm-hmm. is that the one where they like you know, how much like they uh, how much is this thing worth yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting yeah like george like- washington's chapstick right yeah here. yeah there you yeah. go oh. that's forty seven fifty. yeah um <clears throat> i started watching dracula Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll ever watch I've it. I've already seen it. It's a series? You've already seen it? It's a series? Yeah, it's a series. Okay. It's got three episodes. They're like an hour and a half long. Right. What do you think of it? I thought it was pretty well done. I, I thought think it was kind of cool. I think it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. 
interesting show. I mean, interesting spin, you know, because Dracula's been done so many times, but mm-hmm. in the same bad pun vein, you know, yeah. it, it, uh-huh. it's just, it's been kind of rehashed over and over mm-hmm. and over. And I think this one was kind of a different little spin on it. So I, I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. No, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Is it better than Twilight? Oh, much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the no other shiny vampires here. <laughs> <laughs> the other confession is I'm, I'm hooked on this show called the circle. I've not seen. That. I know the word that wants to come out of your mouth when you hear the circle, but it's a family show. So don't square. Say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> circle takes a square. Um, but this is a weird show. It's, they get eight people and put them in a circle. No, uh, they oh. put them in a hotel, basically, or an apartment. Basically. Is it a round hotel? No. Okay. It's not, but there's a, a circle on the front of it. It's weird. Um, so it, immediately, it kind of starts off as like you think it's the real world, but here's where it it, it deviates. N- nobody can see each other in the entire apartment complex. You never meet the other person. But what you do is you communicate via quote the circle, which is like um, just like a like a chat app, basically. And you can set your profile. You can set your picture. You can say your age, relationship status, all this kind of stuff. You never see the person, and there's there's fake people on there. Mm-hmm. So people will say, "Oh, I'm a 24 year old female," but it's a male. You're like, whoa. Mm. So they play the game. The winner at the end of it gets $100,000. And every week they can kind of the, – the influencer of the group, the person who has the most votes for ranking one to seven or eight, um, can get – there's two influencers. They vote for the person to get voted off the apartment complex or whatever. But I thought it was interesting that you never <clears throat> see the person. It's a kind of a unique twist. I am oddly enough addicted to this show. It's like Big Brother, but without the interaction. Right. Personal interaction. It's like the internet in the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Chat rooms. Yeah. Right. So it sounds very right. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come to think of it. Um, no, but I think it's really interesting how they're communicating and playing the game, mm. but like the different strategies of, but everybody's young, attractive, and single. And I'm like, oh, man, why don't, why don't you just like, you know, Say, hey, I'm a fat old man, and see how far you go on that. Yeah, yeah no, still wrenching it there. Yeah, it's just it, interesting. It, yeah, it's yeah. a social experiment. Uh, I'll, I'll have to check this out. So I like can, social. Can they pose as like different people every week or something? No. Like, do you, is it like that? You know, this person, the the name is. is it, so if you commit to being, twenty one year old lady, for right, example, that's right. that's the kind of the role you have to kind of live with it. You're you're stuck with that yeah. until you get voted off, and. At least at this part, nobody that's been voted off has come back in as somebody else. So, but people that get voted off, they replace them with somebody else. Hmm. So it may oh. end up be becoming where somebody else comes back in that's already been kicked out. So you do, don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, that would be a good twist. Well. Um, it's it's very interesting. So we'll keep abreast of this. And the interesting thing too about Netflix is they're releasing new episodes every Wednesday. It's not a binge watch. Hmm. Now, they'll release like like four or five episodes at one time, but it's every Wednesday that they release them. You can't watch the whole season. Yeah, I like I like that. I mean, it reminds me of classic, mm-hmm. you know, to- television. TV. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just finished watching The, the Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, <laughs> and that was a episode, like, every week. And then you can't start Disney. No, version. I'm keeping it because uh-huh. I have children, and mm-hmm. I like 
Star Wars. So there you go. <laughs> I'm too cheap for all this stuff. I just illegally pirate it. So we got have you, that. Have you been to like Disney World, Star Wars? No, not, I haven't been to Disney in 20 years. Mm. Somebody posted on Facebook that they were at the Millennial Falcon. Mm-hmm. They said that was fantastic. Yeah, it looks looks pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> See the drool coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Hey, uh, also want to say, we want to say thank you. We are now 114th podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, however, we're in Vietnam comedy <laughs> category. Uh, there's 114 podcasts better than us. 113. In Vietnam, 113 yeah. in You're Vietnam right. under the comedy section. Wow. Nailing it, guys. Slowly moving up. We're moving up. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Hey, Eric just told me that they released their new website, 1812BBQ.com. So check that out uh, for some fantastic catering options and delicious food. So uh, shouts out to our 1812 Barbecue folks. Um, guys, there's, I think a lot of this, uh, wacky news is going to be legal stuff that's going on. So I think I ask you to cue some music. So ready for that. Yeah. Go ahead and get, you're not going to believe this one. And just some warning. This is a little bit uh, PG 13. Sexual propositions, an annoying guitar, and alcohol in the office is not your average public courtroom tale. The state investigating Kenton County Family Court Judge Dawn Gentry, get that, Family Court Judge, now faces nine charges that accuse her of using sex, campaign contributions, and retaliation as tools in her judgeship according to documents released by the state on Wednesday. Gentry denied almost all the charges according to the notice of formal proceedings and charges. However, she admitted to one inappropriate joke that she replied that she received but not replied to in the Snapchat. <laughs> she said that she got it but did not reply. Guys, here, here's where it, it, it gets crazy. Catherine Catherine Schultz reportedly quit a panel the judge appointed to her after the judge flirted with her via Snapchat, now pressured her to seduce the judge's husband, and asked her to join the judge and a former church pastor in a threesome. Y'all! <laughs> I need a board to mark all this stuff down so I keep track of it. The the former pastor. Um, so basically, you just described a Netflix show. Just like, oh yeah, that uh, would be a good Netflix show. Um, anyway, this judge um, appointed the former church pastor a role as her case specialist after firing the other former case specialist, and then she gave him an extra ten grand. So uh, he's yeah. getting paid ten grand more. They were also noted uh, they were in a band together called <laughs> South of Cincy. Penrose played guitar, and Gentry was the bassist. Um, state investigators claimed that uh, Gentry and Penrose had personal relationships uh, and also drank during the office hours. Um, oh, gosh. And, guys, get this. It included her secretary, Laura Aubrey, 
at the same time. They were all getting along in the office. I'm uh I'm I'm slowly losing track here. <laughs> so much happening. So, so, so they had a punk band named Cincinnati South of Cincy. South of Cincy yep. with their hit their hit single called uh, the, the Cincinnati Steamer. <laughs> it and, wasn't the Alabama Hot Pocket. Yeah, that. and they basically had their own their own plenty of fish profile going on <laughs> in, in the courthouse there. Wow. She was hitting on other attorneys via Snapchat. Snapchat evidently is her her go-to, scratch tender. But she was hitting on other attorneys, and if they did not uh, flirt back, Mm -hmm. she would, like, push their court cases back. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, if they they didn't do what the judge wanted, she retaliated um, by not allowing them to be on her panel. She asked for people that are on this panel— to give them the, give her the maximum donations possible for a re-election campaign. If they did not, she booted them out. Um, any any other thing that they she asked them to do, if she did not, if they did not, uh, you know, follow through with, she kicked them off and and or pushed court cases back or ruled unfairly against their case. Wow. So how many cases? Yeah. The, the, this whole thing. Look, is, we, yeah. we can we could talk about the whole. Like I said, we could talk about the Game of Thrones uh, sex paid <laughs> stuff happening. Yeah, the, that's exactly what it's. I mean, and, yeah, inside the courthouse <laughs> there. Um, but you, there's so many things to dissect from here. I mean, I, I know there's we're all so joking many. about it. Kid. We can make a I, dude. We can make all kinds of comments about this. I mean, Judge Wapner. I mean, <laughs> we can make all kinds of comments. It'd be Judge Swapner. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like. Like how many cases did she actually misrule on? No telling. I mean, I mean, I mean think about the countless thousands. Well, I think about the countless thousands of tax dollars paid you know, that mm-hmm. went to these cases and court fees and things like this that they'll never get back. And she misappropriated her power. This I, was a family judge. This too, was said. a family judge. So this isn't like people's, criminals and drugs lives and stuff. Have been wrecked. This is like kids, right? And like custody, sure. And, Child this support. Is worse. How many? How many? How many? I don't know. How many parents ended up in jail due to child support payments mm. mis- misapplied? I mean, let let me go back to the to the paragraph. She, Catherine Schultz, which is the the lady who reportedly quit, appointed um, or she, the judge pressured her to seduce the judge's husband. We'll just stop there. Like, hey, attorney, I want you to seduce my husband. Like, where, like, what's going on in that family, you know, at that point that she wants to re, to seduce the judge's husband? And if that didn't work, join her and the judge and, the, and a former church pastor. Former, I mean, you know. I mean. What is, what town is this in Kentucky? Is this Sodom and Gomorrah? It's, it's Kentucky. I mean, it is, it's close to Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, okay. Hence the Cincinnati steamer. I'm telling you. <laughs> sure. Don't look that up. Well, he, I mean, saying. the husband might have been like in on it, and it was <laughs> he, like a, he might have. Like, he was, that was no, part of the game, but it right? Sound he, was holding, like he, like, was. he was holding the camera, so he, oh. would, he technically in it. Well, but like in on it, not yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, that is insane. Why is this not making national health? You would think. I mean, I obviously. Trump, the There's war, some all that kind of somewhere. stuff. Mis- well, no, no. If, if she's a registered Republican who may have spoken on Trump, so half had been in the news. And that's true. 
the charges are coercion to participate in judicial campaigns, retaliation for failure to support judicial campaigns, facility. This is number three facilities and timesheet falsification. Well, that'll get us. <laughs> Misappropriation of payroll. Failure to be candid and honest with the commission. Mm. Hiring an appointed court staff not based on merit. Uh, inappropriate hiring in relationship with Mr. Penrose. Harassment and retaliation against Catherine Schultz. Um, if I was a first year out of, out of law school lawyer, <laughs> I would run a massive ad in the paper. If you ever have been in the court of law with a certain judge, mm. contact me now. You may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> right. And I would make mint because yeah. I would have every case she's ever ruled on yeah. looked at. Good You gracious. can make an a, a attorney, yeah. half-baked attorney can make a mint off of, off of doing this. Mm. And civil, and not even speaking of civil yeah. court, you know, just suing this lady. Again, it, a family court judge, we we've deal with this stuff being in the mm-hmm. adoption foster like that's a lot of power that you wield yeah. sitting on that on that bench will you ever look at any of them the same absolutely not <laughs> like part of me is like what is going on is this is this the only one just that's ask the question just ask the question do you have snapchat on your phone and they say yes and you're like oh i think you're out um good gracious but is this is this an oddity or do you think a lot of this stuff happens behind the scenes oh and nobody no knows no it. see this is one thing i i think this is probably more common than than not. Not saying like a family court judge, but I mean, you know, any anybody who's in a position of power, I think, and it can it can be the shift manager at McDonald's to the CEO of a plant to mm. the guy who is is an elected position of of a city. I, I I think anywhere with you know power corrupts, right? That's the old saying: power corrupts, and absolute right. power corrupts, absolutely. So anywhere you have power, this is an opportunity to happen. I mean, I I. I, I we just don't. We don't hear a lot about it because I think it would probably inundate our news, and who wants to hear about that every every day? Sure. But yeah. but but being that as a judge has has serious implications. I mean, there's been judges out there that have been not in this case, but like took money for to, to swing cases, and then they come out twenty years later, find out they wrongfully imprisoned that person for twenty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I just think that this has some broader reaching tentacles. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think if uh, Bill Clinton was still president she'd have a chance at the supreme court oh yeah absolutely Mm. (laughs) Absolutely. as long as she has a blue dress (laughs) right and knows how to work a cigar i think she's all right goodness all right well um we'll have that uh the whole article out there on our show notes so if you wanted to check that out the 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun during that time eric a united states marine has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at eighteen twelve barbecue, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with eighteen twelve barbecue. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own eighteen twelve dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world. 
connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812Barbecue, or call 704-604-5148, or email eric at eric.line at 1812Barbecue.com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. All right, so the next one, uh, Lori Lachlan hires a prison coach to learn martial arts. Oh, man, please tell me it's Diamond Dave. <laughs> please. And Dom, hey, Diamond Dave, if you happen to get this podcast or anybody knows Diamond Dave, we'd love to have you on the show. He's, sure. He's based out of Tennessee, like I think near Knoxville, Tennessee. So, oh, wow. Diamond Dave, uh, School of Ninjuring. Yes. If yes. Ever, yes. If you ever oh. hear this or someone hears this, please. Open invitation. Con- yeah, please contact us. We'd love to. We'd love to know about Ninjarin. Yeah, yes. sfpradio at gmail.com. Um, also, not to be confused with Dustin Diamond. Uh, oh, we take Dustin Diamond, too. So. <laughs> A.K.A. Screech from uh, Saved by the Bell. Um, oh. Yeah. I was thinking of, like, the, what's the, I was thinking of Dusty Rhodes for some reason. Mm. The wrestler. The Full House star. <laughs> I was thinking no- of the stripper Candace Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> so. Full House star best known for her role, Aunt Becky, not a porn star, reportedly hired a prison coach to teach her martial arts. According, according to Radar Online. However, the prison consultant, John Fuller, told Fox Business News um, that he is giving her bad guidance. Quote, whoever gave her that guidance was clearly the worst advice that she's received thus far, he said Friday. Uh, if you decide that you're going in and training to fight, is going to be viewed as being disrespectful in those situations, and that does not turn out well. Um, uh, he compared her to Martha Stewart, who just went in and just played nice and um, baked cookies for well, the Martha for Stewart's them. scary. I mean, you, I mean, I bet she's got like you like can turn the scowl on. Like I ain't messing with Martha Stewart. Oh you know yeah, I mean? you know she's bringing in some like kitchen utensils. Yeah, I, no, she's not too that. Crafty. She she could take she could be. Martha Stewart could take a scone recipe and actually bake it hard enough to actually be, oh, yeah. be a shiv. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, this reminds she me of that. She could fold a T-shirt into a shiv, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need hey. more starch. That's right. Have you, remember that movie, Get Hard? Will Ferrell. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? No. It was Will Ferrell oh. and um, Kevin Hart. I think I do remember. Yeah, Will that. Ferrell was a oh, business tycoon who that. hires Kevin Hart, who I think spent a week in jail. Oh, that's right. To, that's right. <laughs> I, don't know, I, saw, I saw the trailers. I don't yeah. think I saw the actual movie. It's, it's a stupid movie, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> it's what it reminds me of episode or that movie. Oh yeah. So, what no, kind of prison is she going? To? Is this like hardcore prison, like state penitentiary, or is this like white collar celebrity prison? Nobody knows. Okay. Like, you what know, color is the jumpsuit? That's you know, oh yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> they said that there's there's certain prison etiquettes that she might be able to pick on, uh, pick up on, but you sim- quote, si- you don't simply sit on somebody's bed to tie a shoe because that could be an invitation for sexual advancement in prison. Oh, hello. Uh, um, good gracious. Is there a handbook? There should be a handbook going into it. But what do you guys think of her learning martial arts before she goes into prison <laughs> to defend herself? Well, what type of martial arts? Uh, it just says martial arts. That's all I know. Mm, yeah, yeah, which one is it? Caporero, uh, Brazilian Caporero. She's getting it? a Brazilian wax. That's all I know. Oh, she might be doing that before she goes anyway. But <laughs> I don't. Yeah, what kind of? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? If it makes her feel better, and you know, there's. I know we joke about this, but she's going to have some trauma going into prison. Any yeah. t- anytime you're you're 
Anytime your freedom is taken away and you're dictated, the times you eat, sleep, get up, go to bed, take a shower, take a poop. I mean, these mm-hmm. you're going to have some PTSD from this. You yeah. know, so I, I do, my heart does go out for her, but it's also one of those things, you know, you do something like Don't that. Do the then, crime. Can't uh, do the time. Yeah. So I, I, if it makes her feel better, then yeah. But it'd be kind of curious what other skill, life skills she's learning mm. from this coach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he also says if she thinks she's going in there and bullying other inmates or actually defending herself she could be wrong because multiple prisoners could then deliberately target her she could be on the target list yeah oh yeah yeah. i think she'll probably be a celebrity in jail i mean because you gotta think how many of those people actually watched full house growing up that's now in jail yeah not the Netflix one. I'm talking the original. Sure. One, you know, so and, I mean, is she on the Netflix one? She was on the. On she, it. She's not on the anymore. Right. Sure. Yeah. They, they told her to go to jail, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it comes down to like, what kind of prison is this? Is yeah. this yeah. like, like financial crimes? It, it, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Since it was a state, it was a federal crime. Was it a federal crime? I don't know. I think I'm, probably. I, I think it was state and federal charges. But, okay. Yeah, um. It'd be interesting to see what she goes to. I mean, couldn't you promise them, like, hey, when you get out, I'll have Uncle Jesse kiss you or something like that? Oh, I got John Stamos' number? Yeah. I'll give you John's number. I'll get you a, a year's supply of yogurt from his, his yogurt <laughs> <Boy company. coasters. laughs> Um But it did bring me to the point of I wanted to ask you guys, and we went a, we talked about this before the show, top five prison rules for you guys if you're going to go if you knew you're going into prison what would be top five things that you do to get ready for that tell me rules or like things i would try to skills i would skill sets i would try to pick up before going into prison right things that you would do rule things that you would try to learn hmm. anything that what would you do before going into prison you want to go through our top five yeah list? go ahead go you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I don't have five. I just have a couple little things I just All thought right. of. So number five, uh, I would get a Rosetta Stone subscription because I would need to learn Spanish, Korean, and other languages. I would need to know that, but I'm not going to let them know that I know what they're saying. Oh. Good point. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, number four, uh, I would get arsenic implanted in my uh, temporary crown in case I have to Epstein myself. <laughs> Oh, like like MI6 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, if I have to like, you know, pull the rip. But you know what you do, it, though, is you that? write a note right before you have to arsenic yourself and be like, I had dirt on Hillary and then oh, yeah. dot, dot, dot. And then you 100%. Know, all of a sudden we're all talking about it. Yeah, 100%. But if I can't take it, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, number three, I'm going to binge watch every MacGyver episode ever created because mm. he can make anything out of everything. So you're trying to escape is what you're saying. Well, in case I need something. Gotcha. Uh, I can make it out of, you know, a Band-Aid and, you know. There's always a paperclip. hair. Like or, a, yeah, a paper Like a recliner yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, number two, uh, I would put $2,000 on my DoorDash account. <laughs> and then I can have things delivered to me or the other folks mm-hmm. there as well. Mm. Um, and then number one, I would Mike Tyson my face. <laughs> I would put tattoos all over it, yeah. make me look like a crazy man. Yeah. And then I'd go in and do that. I, I like that. Yeah. So those are my top five lists. Right. Mm. I just, I mean, I have a couple of things probably. Mm. I would, uh, 
practice picking up soap with my toes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd figure out a way to smuggle in some hot sauce, maybe, you know, just to flavor mm. some things or if things get crazy, you know, you know break the bottle. <laughs> what if it's the plastic bottle? <laughs> oh, you know, no, you like the glass bottle. You have to get the okay. bottle. All right. That I might be yeah, easier smuggle to get in, you know, yeah. come in on the book or whatever. I mean, I saw a Shawshank Redemption. You can get stuff, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's those are kind of my two major things. So. Wow, we were shooting. I, I haven't comp- contemplated prison that much, to be honest. I uh, see. I would, <laughs> I would find out the average supply in the commissary, so food items. Ah. That way, I can for a couple weeks in advance, I can actually practice making recipes. Okay. Out of commissary stock mm. items. That way, I could, okay. You know, maybe get on the good side Have of a little bake sale. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I would I, I'd, fundraisers. I'd repractice my whittling skills. I think that would probably be a, a oh, valuable tool. Is yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, creating your own whittling stuff, like a chessboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of soapstone. Out of soapstone. Yeah. So, I like it. Toilet paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I in the same vein of changing appearance, I'd mm-hmm. you know, I think I would also adopt it. I'd, I'd come in with a nickname, like especially after with a city, like a city attached, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, our state, you know, like this is Carolina Mojo. And that, that way they're, oh, yeah. cause you never trust people that have like a city or state. Mm. Like I, I don't play cards. I never play cards or craps with a guy who has like, I have a nickname like, Hey, Burn Pop was a bad dude. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, Hey, that's Cincinnati Pete. You never want to play cards with some sure. guy named Cincinnati Pete. No. I mean, just don't. So that's I, a I'd, good call. I'd probably I like have a it. nickname like that, you know, just introduce myself like that. Yeah. But, and, and, and also probably act a little crazy. You know? Yeah. Just, just twitch a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and maybe talk to randomly yourself. Randomly slap yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, have mm. some, uh, have some Tourette's, maybe mild Tourette's or something where you just, Random and yelling, yelling stuff. Would you? What if you like put feces like all over your body? Just oh, yeah, cover yourself. In. I think it's. I would just like yell <laughs> weird things. Like at, at some point they move you to a different prison. True, but you know, Walk through over the cookies. Yeah. Yes. I think those are some life skills I probably could take. Mm, yeah, with me, I think would be valuable. Those are good. Yeah, well done. At least he put in a little bit more work than you did. Yeah, I know. Phoned it in. Sorry. <laughs> I'd probably also practice key string stuff just in case I did have to smuggle in hot sauce for producer Brian. So mm, there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, I was just interested in your prison to do <laughs> list if you're going in. So there we go. All right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have hot topics. Hot topics. All right. We're back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy podcast. Uh, we'll go to some hot topics. But before we do that, Producer Brian, you have some words for us. Yeah, so I've been working on this uh, little podcast for uh, a little while. Took a, actually, it took a month off. But uh, Southern Fried Headlines, if you like the wacky news part of this show, I think this might kind of be up your alley. Uh, it's about 10, 12 minutes once a week. Uh, has a few fun little articles on it. I'll give you a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. of uh, Episode will be up, actually, uh, if you're listening to this now, it's already live. Yep. What's on topic to this week? Oh, yeah. So coming up this week on the headlines, and I cannot find it. Kentucky judge. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird one, right? The Kentucky hot brown. That's, that's what they called her. God bless. I so this week we have uh, Chevy Suburban has a star on the Walk of Fame, which I thought what? was interesting. Yeah. It's, it's been around for like 100 years or something. And it's, how many movies have you seen with Suburbans in it? Hmm. So it's like huh. it's like an actor. They're treating like an actor, basically. Wow. Um, bus full of school kids was evacuated over too much Axe body spray. 
Brett. Uh, yeah. The uh, <laughs> repellent company, uh, there's a guy in like Africa whose farts kill mosquitoes. What? And there's some companies interested mm-hmm. in his uh, biology there. How about it? Yep. Um, someone who got uh, ketchup instead of jelly pulled a gun at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, Subway. There's a robbery of Subway. Yeah, no big deal. And I wasn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> A rest home, not rest home, retirement home in England, uh, a lady asked for a stripper to come for Christmas, and he did. They, How they, about they, they made you? it happen, yep. Good uh, job, Granny. One, yep. Uh, there's a longer version of Monopoly coming out, or just came out probably over Christmas. A longer version? Yeah. How does so, it get longer? Everyone wants a longer version. Oh, it's complicated. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. There's also a shorter version coming. You so. have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a man got uh, served a six-month sentence in jail for eating a cookie without permission. Did he hire a prison counselor also? <laughs> uh, two men glued lottery ticket, uh, winning lottery ticket numbers to their lottery ticket and tried to cash in on it. Uh, Bengals Browns fans uh, petitioned for uh, their fan fanage to be a condition for medical marijuana. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it sucks to be a Browns fan. Um, and evidently a North Carolina fan. <laughs> there's a few, yeah. I think the Miami was doing the same thing. There's a couple, yeah. And then a man used underwear to disguise in a robbery. So, you know, uh, fun, uh, fun saw, things. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't see the condition of the underwear before. I was about it, to ask it looked a little gray used. in the picture. But, uh, or I don't know if it's his or not. Anyway, <laughs> that's this week's <laughs> Southern Fried Does Skid Mark go in the front or Skid Mark going back? No, oh, that'd be good. That's a good question. All right, so let's go into some hot topics brought to you by Hookline and Heroes. Our friends there, uh, check them out at hooklineandheroes.com. Uh, they provide fantastic fishing experiences and expeditions for our veterans and heroes. Uh, check them out at hooklineandheroes.com. All right, so um, we don't have a a ton on this one, but uh, Greta, Greta Thunberg, do you guys know old Greta Thunberg? Oh, yeah, the, the uh, savior of the universe. Yep. She responds to Meatloaf's comment that she was brainwashed um, the Bat Out of Hell singer told the Daily Mail in January 1st interview that he does not believe in climate change, but rather he believes that uh, Thunberg has been, quote, brainwashed. He says, quote, she has been brainwashed into thinking that there's climate change and there isn't. She hasn't done anything wrong, but she's been forced into thinking that what she is saying is true. Uh, Greta Thunberg then replied, it's not about meatloaf. It's not about me. It's not about what some people call me. It's not about left or right. It's all about scientific facts, and we are not aware and that we're not aware of the situation. Unless we start to focus on everything, the target will be soon out of reach. <clears throat> and then she posted a um, emissions fail to drop graph. When has anyone heard anything from Meatloaf in the last decade? That's the whole point of, <laughs> of this statement. The, the Daily Mail out of UK did not go to Meatloaf and said, Meatloaf, give us your thoughts on climate change. Who is going to Meatloaf about anything? Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, what is the... Has he got a new album coming out? What's the deal? But, y'all, who... Who cares what Meatloaf thinks? Exactly. <laughs> now, I'll tell you this. I would not go into prison with the nickname Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. That would be horrible. That was about what I was about to say. Well, we know he would not believe in climate change. Did you know that uh, Meatloaf is now a vegetarian? 
Is he really? Yeah, he is. I mean, that is no no joke or nothing. <laughs> I just happened to read that interesting comment or huh. commentary on uh, when they were kind of going back and forth. When will we stop giving credit to this little twerp named Greta Thunberg? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say she again. She's 17. She's a kid. Yep. No, she's not a kid. She's gonna speak on adult topics in a world forum. Mm. She needs to expect to take heat. I'm sorry. No, there's no kid gloves here. Okay. If you're no going to speak in front of the UN or from adults and talk to them like they're mm-hmm. little petulant little children, mm-hmm. expect the heat. When are we going? To, when are we going to really going to treat this this person like the torp she is? She is not a verified scientist, and I know I'm not either. But there's <laughs> a, there's there's I mean I can go grab a handfuls of scientists that agree with what I, my perspective mm-hmm. is and, sure. and have them issue a paper. It, and in fact, if you look at the paper that she's citing as, as scientific fact, mm-hmm. they have Donald Duck George Washington is, is listed as scientist on it. <laughs> for, for real? Yeah. For real. I, mean, uh-huh. I, I may or may not have gone and did some Googling when I saw this on the mm-hmm. uh, lineup here. Yep. And uh, I ended up on NASA's website and there's there's some stuff about <laughs> on on who's NASA you know oh, NASA. NASA you know National Air and Space something yeah they're they're pretty smart whatever folks. the last one is never a simple answer I think that's what well, <laughs> yeah I don't know but I w- I would disagree with meatloaf I believe that there is climate change but yeah, is that something you can believe in climate like it's not like a deity <laughs> <laughs> no but no but that's what people are turning it into it's, like, I mean, it's almost like an ideology point. though. It, yeah, I don't know. But I think that we all have to recognize there is climate change. Like the the climate does change. Mm-hmm. But I think what he missed is man-made climate change. That's the argument that I have. Is I don't I think I, I think we're now we're splitting hairs because you, look, I mean it, what what was the national park that they just started taking down um this Yosemite. They're, they're doing the I don't know. They're Jellystone. Um, they're re- they're redoing the signs right now because they had the signs up there currently were these glaciers will have will be disappear have disappeared by 2020. Okay. Well, oops. Here it is. Oh, the glaciers are still there. Mm-hmm. Moving, yeah, I mean, yeah, things aren't moving as fast maybe as they thought they were, but there's some there's signs and like the NASA thing was saying in the last 50 years they have data showing that the basically the temperature of the Earth has how much increased a lot. How much? I don't. Let me find it. But the, then the question then where where you say we were splitting hairs is, is it because of man being on there mm-hmm. or is it just A, we're getting closer to the sun and or B, there's other factors that are happening because I don't uh, volcanoes are well, releasing look, CO2. Look at our, look at our, magnetic, our magnetic pole. Our magnetic right. pole has shifted shifting. 12 miles in <laughs> the last few years, five years or mm-hmm. six years or whatever. I can't remember how long it's now. But the pole, magnetic pole keeps shifting every year. Santa keeps getting fatter. So, keeps t- t- so you can't just say that doesn't have any effect on climate. Right. Solar flares, solar solar, solar flares. high, solar yeah. high, solar lows have should have effect on it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because I drive a diesel pickup truck. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think it's because I drink especially coffee mm-hmm. from Ethiopia. You know, that has to get over here somehow. Right. I, I don't. I don't think that's the biggest, the largest contributor. What you got for Yeah, so the according to NASA, the global temperature rise since I think nineteen in the nineteenth century, since the nineteenth century, last uh, hundred years or so, has raised one point six degrees Fahrenheit, which doesn't Whoa. sound like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that with – and that's greenhouse gases, they say, or carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Those levels have increased by uh, – okay. So the, this, is, this is science. I'm not good at the science mm. stuff. But, yeah. uh, but Okay. So we – I don't know. We're, we're at 1.6 right degrees in the last 100 and We've so years. We've gone up 1.6 1, 1. Yeah. 1. degrees. Okay. Yeah. And they've measured, so the, this is the kind of the thing. That's that, Fahrenheit, yeah, not Celsius. Celsius right? is 0. 0. 0. 0. 0.9. 0.9. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. What was the other one? The oceans are warmer, which is making the ice melt. You know, it's, it's affecting a lot of different things. But this is an interesting little graph I'll kind of turn on and show you guys. Is this, this is carbon dioxide levels. And you can just see what, how, what they've measured. Somehow they've figured out 800,000 years ago what the mm. levels were. And you can see them spike. They never go above uh, 300 parts per million. Okay. And that's the number in 1950 was 300 parts per million. And the scale here goes, you know, up and down from 100 to 300, 100 to 300. Mm-hmm. Current level is at 440. Mm. So it's like a third of the scale, about 33%. Over higher. the last seventy years, mm-hmm. really, yeah, higher, which causes warmer. I mean, it's, there's a lot. It's a it's a giant uh, like domino effect. But at the end of the day, we went up one point six degrees. Which yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if, you know, they're talking about glaciers and they're freezing, they're frozen, mm-hmm. and they're at a temperature of called freezing thirty two degrees, right. right? And it goes up a little bit. They're going to start slowly melting. Right. Oceans raise up. Then there's the pollution. Not even the pollution. And I think the pollution is causing the heat, which is causing the glaciers. It's like it's a big, so, but it's a big, is yeah. is there scientific proof that shows that man is causing those greenhouse gases to go up? I don't know. Well, I don't it, think so. Well, no, because wow. we're, we're actually having um, there's there's several factors. Obviously, I think our biggest, you know, the when when AOC and you know, her, her twerpish deal with the Green New Deal and then Greta Thunberg, uh, rocket surgeon, out there speaking of, like, eliminating everybody going on vegetarian diets because cattle, methane. Mm-hmm. But also the earth is currently burping, too. There, if, if you look up research methane gas pockets, there's actually places in rivers and sea, you know, small parts of the ocean that are actually the earth is actually burping up methane gas and sure. greenhouse and, gases. And if all of humanity switches to vegetables, there's going to be some more methane there too. There's, I think. Sure, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, you have to garden it somehow. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we're going to act like the cows. So, yeah. you know, you know yeah. <laughs> but, all those beans, something's well, going to happen. No, you know? But no, not just that though. But just the, <laughs> the mechanisms to actually garden it. You know, we have to use fossil fuel to to garden it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one of those things. We're basically. The modernization of society has caused all these things, all these things we like. And there's no, I mean, it, I think we're not I, going back. I, mean, I wonder if we're cleaner now than we, let's just say, even with seven point something billion people on this earth, okay. Okay. How about we just take away China and India and the biggest contributors of pollution? We just focused on America. I wonder if America's cleaner now at the turn of the 19th century or cleaner now in the turn, turn of the, 21st century you know i mean i wonder if we're cleaner because you know we've done a good better job with water pollution we've done a better job with greenhouse gases i mean we've you know i, I still remember when we eliminated aerosol uh, the the cfas whatever mm-hmm. out of uh, aerosol cans and hairspray because that was eating the ozone remember i mean i, I used to wear suntan lotion just because the ozone was depleting i mean yeah so we i think we've done a better job we've plant more trees you know, I mean, we we do things like that. Yeah. Uh, we we 
sensibly farm. We we go out and do farm, you know, cycle farming in, even in the seas now. I mean, like there's a moratorium on flounder fishing because we want it to repopulate. I mean, we yep. do things more responsibly now. I just don't see now if we factor in the rest of the world, China, Africa, this, you know, Southeast Asia, like Philippines, Vietnam, mm-hmm. these guys do not give two craps about the environment. They were like us in the 80s. Well, I think they're worse. Well, yeah, they're, they've caught up with the industrial mm-hmm. America and the, or the Western civilization kind of thing. And, but for know. some reason, we think that even though we've done a better job at it, we think we still think we have to cut more bec- well, to compensate pe- the rest of the people want to see results and the truth is we're probably not going to see any results in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. If we, even if we do all these things that she's talking about, or, you know, we're not, we, we, the three of us in this room will probably not see the change. Like, no, if, no, no. It, it started it, it, yeah. 70 years ago. But see, I, I just, I, I do humans contribute some ways. I, probably so. I mean, you can't have some type of, mm-hmm. I mean, just like the, your, your personal body. You can't just go on eat, eating all sugar diet and not have some type of results. You're mm-hmm. going to have some type of results and <laughs> over the course of your lifespan. It may be moderate and may see drastic changes. I don't know. It just depends on you. But I, I, I have a hard time believing that we could have shaped the earth this much. And if you're not looking at the other factors like the solar solar periods slowdowns in the sun or the pole pole shifting you know 12 miles that has to have a huge effect on how Mm -hmm. tide zones and things like that play an effect or you know even how glaciers are structured i mean you know we have to have other factors out there just besides you know i decide not to recycle my potato chip bag (laughs) right you know what i'm saying and it is now this the hysteria i think anytime we get hysteria from politicians or Hollywood or Bollywood or wherever you're or at. Children. Children. I, it, it becomes it becomes this new religion, you yeah. know, and the green movement is now this new religion that we have. You know, if you don't follow, then you're an apostate. You're a heretic. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing as the Salem Woods trials. It's the same thing as the Crusades. It's the same thing as, you know, kneel before our God or we're going to cut your head off. If you don't capitulate to that ideology, then you're, you're a heretic. But I wonder how did we? Because we all agree that at some point, the world was in an ice age, mm-hmm. right? How did we get out of the ice age and melt all of that and get to where we're at without fossil fuel burning? Um, something well, with the rotation of the Earth and the Sun, right? Some effects there, yeah. So, at some point, it's going to go back to that. Like, I think. We even talked about on the show like 10 years ago, they were talking about global cooling. Mm. We were worried about that. But, I mean, at some point, it's cyclical. Everything is going to go back to that. It's colder, it gets hotter. It's yeah. going to go back colder. And, the, and these the grass here go in 100,000-year increments. Mm. <laughs> so. That's kind of hard to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. But also, I do want to mention things like this, is that, you know, here in America, I think we do a pretty good job. Can we do better as far as pollution? I, I believe so. Sure. Because, you know, no one wants to leave at least our generation, and I, I'm as as a Gen Xer, um, I I don't want to leave the world a, a worse place than when I got here. I think we should do it better. You know, I mean, that was the one thing. You know, they started kind of changing in the early '80s was actually being a, a, aware of the rivers and mm-hmm. that would catch on fire due to the to- toxic right. dumping. And we we actually do we're actually more conscious of that. I mean, I recycle. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, and I don't don't look like a person that would recycle, but I recycle. <laughs> I, you know, we want to leave this place a better place, but 
the thing is, we we need to be aware of also the things that other countries do sure. that affect our world. I mean, like right now, the we we talk about the green rush. You know, we we've talked about the green rush as far as like I think the next huge economy is going to be marijuana. Mm-hmm. I, I think we we have that. But the one of the biggest new gold rushes out there right now is the Arctic Circle. So you have Russia, you have these other countries that are actually aiming towards um, all these un, untapped resources in the Arctic circle, circle mm. right now. Well, guess what? You can't, you know, it's a lot harder to go through a mile of ice. So what is, what are countries like Russia and these other countries doing? They're actually melting the Arctic circle ice. That's got to have some effect. I mm. mean, th- these guys are, you know, I, I, I think it's called Nova operation Nova or something like that, that um, Russia's commenced. <clears throat> To, to actually plant the flag in the Arctic Circle, and they're actually changing, they're terraforming and actually changing the the uh, the climate of the Arctic Circle to tap into these resources. That yeah. has to be more of an effect on the environment than yeah. me actually not recycling. Yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The environmental stuff, basically, everybody has to do it, or it doesn't count. Right. But <laughs> like I, the whole world. yeah, but I, I think That's we get the, we get to the extremes though. You know, you sure. have you have Russia, which doesn't they don't they don't have a give a crap meter anymore where they'll go do things like the Arctic circle. And then you have the reaction from our country, which is uh, like Portland, Oregon. If a server was to ask you if you want a straw or give you a straw automatically in your cup, that server's fined 150 bucks. You can, they cannot even suggest it. The customer patron has to ask for the straw. That's a little bit above and beyond Mm -hmm. ridiculousness. I would think. So to be some in between, right? Yeah. You gotta find the middle of the pendulum. The straw thing, man. I'd went to Starbucks today and got an iced coffee, and used used to come with straw, and mm-hmm. now it has that sippy cup kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that or not? And you know, I had a little bit of heavy cream in there, and I went to twir- swirl it like I always did. Yep. Yeah, I made a mess. No, no. <laughs> coffee just went like there's no hole in the, like there's no. It's not a real lid. It's, it's not I, would, a, I would just say I'm a grown ass man. I need a straw. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give me my you, stick. Yeah. Can you still get a straw though if you ask yeah, for it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean they're there, but they just hand it to me in the thing without. Which a straw. is fine, but normally I never even thought about it. But I just gave it a little. Mm-hmm. I always give it a little swirl mm-hmm. to mix up the the milk in there. And yeah. um, nope. Mm. Well, that's <laughs> like twelve fun. napkins. <laughs> Uh, the, the Nothing crystal. like spilling your eight dollar uh, Starbucks drink all over you. Yeah, that's why it was be two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hook Line and Heroes is a five hundred one c three nonprofit based in Charlotte, North Carolina, founded in two thousand seventeen to show God's love and appreciation for our disabled and PTS military veterans. They provide professionally guided fishing trips to nominated veterans at no cost to the veteran. Hook Line and Heroes has provided over thirty plus trips around the Carolinas since their founding. From red fishing down in Charleston to striper fishing on Lake Norman, and even offshore fishing down in Florida. Each trip is a one-on-one experience with a member of the organization aiming to provide a day of fun and relaxation on the water and begin a lifelong relationship with them. Each veteran leaves the day with a fully stocked tackle box, rod and reel, apparel, a Bible, and a daily devotion to kick to kickstart their new hobby and build their relationship with God. Please take the time to visit their website at hooklineandheroes.org to hear and learn more about them. You can help in many ways by nominating a veteran you know through their website, join their monthly giving program, Healing Heroes, or send a one-time personal or corporate donation. You'll also be happy to hear that they are completely volunteer-run 
and nearly 100% of your donations goes directly towards providing trips for the veterans. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see their veteran stories and to show your support. Did you want to talk about uh, Trump as the new American? Yeah, so my wife sent me this the other okay. day. Uh, a, a sports guy, I guess, I'm not sure where he's located. Uh, this came up. It, it, the headline says, um, oh, where'd the headline go? Basically, they're comparing Donald Trump to the Dallas Cowboys, or Jerry Jones specifically to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so I'm just going to read the uh, the quote here because uh, you know Dallas just had if you don't follow had a, another not great season. Mm-hmm. They didn't fire their coach; they just didn't continue his contract. <laughs> <Which I thought laughs> was, they just didn't have a job anymore. Um, something happened to me last year. So, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so here's the here's the quote. I'm just going to read this. What it says: So, this Dallas Cow- Cowboys season is a perfect metaphor for life in America now. No matter how bad the Cowboys are, how much they disappoint, the promises they don't keep, the embarrassing performances game after the game, they uh, apparently do just enough so the loyalty of the Cowboys fan never wavers. No matter how many outrageous claims to greatness the man in charge will make, so, so many he appears to be delusional at times. The lies they tell, the questions they refuse to answer, the laws and rules they break, the incompetent people they hire only to be fired, it's never their fault. Um, and basically, he's saying Jerry Jones is like Donald Trump in some ways, you know, because the folks that really support him don't, they just see right past all of the mm-hmm. flaws or shady things and things like that. Um, one former player actually commented on the article and says, In my short time playing in Dallas, I learned a lot about the circus environment that is the world of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jerry World, as it's been come to known, is the ever-present dark cloud that will keep the franchise from reaching the levels of success, success um, that was attained when they were America's team in the '90s? So I just, I just fascinating to me that, that this got this uh, parallel was made between the president <laughs> and, and the Cowboys because if you you know if you followed sports for a mm-hmm. amount of time, if your Cowboys fans are ridiculous almost, you know, like even mm-hmm. the bad dim boys, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one, the one thing that I'll argue is the quote where he says that they don't keep their promises. I think Trump has actually kept most of his promises, right? I think, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, I was just yeah. saying, I think when he says he's going to do it, he's just going to do it. I now, think I think in a lot of ways. There's There's been some things that he overpromised and has under-delivered on. The wall. You know, the wall. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I find it funny. And this is this could probably go for, probably for any administration, but I love when I love when people op, op-ed editorials, writers, uh, try to make parallels um, between a president and I, I read one the other day from the Texas Monthly. It was actually posted in the New York Post about Christmas PTSD and also how it was worse this year due to Trump syndrome. What? Yeah. I, I just, I, I, <laughs> I, you can edit this out. Whatever. Yeah. But I, I honestly, the, these, these pages now are becoming more material to wipe your ass with because it's becoming more frustrating. I'm not a Trumpkin. I, I, I he is our president. I, I can find room to support him. I can also find rooms to disagree with him. I mean, uh, I can point out 50 things I disagree with him about, but I can also give him some attaboys when he does something successful. Sure. But I, I just find it in today's 
today's society, we have to, it seems like if you don't parallel a story with Trump, like my overeating, obsessive eating with Krispy, <laughs> with Krispy Kreme mm. in, tr- I mean, in Trump's disorder for McDonald's, mm-hmm. then you, you're not going to get headlines. It's right. almost like it's a clickbait title. I mean, it. I think Ricky Gervais it worked. said, yeah, I think Ricky Gervais said it best during the Golden Globes. No one cares what you think. I mean, there's a few people that read your article, but no one really cares what That's you true. think. That's true. Probably no one cares what we think of this podcast. They just kind of hear us to, you know, to not drive through a brick wall as they're going home <laughs> or whatever. I don't know, but it just, these articles, and I get, I get these sent to, to us by a mutual friend of ours too. And just, it, Sometimes I can see a little bit, but a lot of times it takes a stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You you have to be partly diagnosed with Trump derangement syndrome to kind of see this. But as an independent person who actually will use the two brain, brain cells when they're not chasing each other around in my head to actually dissect the things <laughs> and not try to cast blame. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost getting infuriating. Now, the parallels I can see. So I, I do believe Jerry Jones and Trump probably do have a very similar personality with how mm-hmm. they like to run things. Um, sure. And I think that is a monicum of success. Now, Dallas Cowboys may never be a successful Super Bowl team again. I can give you that because Jerry, Jerry's the, what the Jerry's the general manager, the owner, yep. you know, uh, head coach, um, water boy. And he, he has several titles there, titles there, but as far as, the money the brand Dallas Cowboy is, they they trump bad pun. They trump <laughs> every other football team hands down because he he is one of the only ones that actually owns the rights mm-hmm. to everything yep. cowboy related. So they may not be successful, but I guarantee you financially solvent, they have more money on the books than the other team does. Sure. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Speaking of football, how about uh Carolina hiring Matt Rule as their who? Head, who? Head coach <laughs> Baylor, right? I think I think there was probably a large gasp across the Panther community of going who? Yeah, I mean because you had you had what uh, McCarthy from Green Bay. Well, he's in Dallas now. Yeah, he's yeah. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now. Which that, I, that's so Jerry Jones right there. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, exactly right. I just don't. Um, I, I I'm not a Panthers fan, mm. but. You know, it's exciting to see Panthers fans get excited because, you know, where we are here, you want to see people have some type of core dedication to. Oh, yeah. This dedication is such, to. such a bandwagon city mm-hmm. for sports. Um, and, you know, evidently, I guess the owner of the David Tepper and those guys with the Carolina Panthers actually did it up nice. They did a nice announcement. It kind of made it a big thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think the presentation probably met the coach status. I mean, um, I don't know much about the guy, but Baylor. I mean. Baylor. Has there he's eleven and three the last season at Baylor? Yeah, he turned around the team. I think from like three and thirteen or whatever. Yeah, college. I, I get one that. and eleven. I don't know what's the what's the how many games you play in college? I don't watch. Yeah, <laughs> it, could, it could be twelve. Whatever. It could be 12 anyway, he turned like the, he turned the program around. <clears throat> impressed somebody apparently. Here, here's the problem I have with. I mean, obviously, co- head coaches in the NFL have to come from somewhere. I mean, there aren't just like a. A head coaching um, camp, you know, they train them in, and then hey, it's your time. Um, but do college? How often do you see these one-off college guys come in and actually make a huge impact? Sometimes Never. because very rarely because you're it, it's different to turn around a college team because 
you got guys who are there. This is their, probably their last shot to play. There are, some of them are shooting for the NFL. These guys really care. Now, when they get, once they get in the NFL and they get that little bit of paycheck, mm-hmm. these guys are self, self-reliant, self-sufficient. You know, they have nothing but their, their – they are their brand. They don't – I mean, they maybe care about the team, but they're selfish people. I just don't know how that's going to translate. That well, they'll every time I've seen this happen, the, like the they're going to bring in some former head coach as a OC or something. Mm, you know, yeah, that's true. That has some more like probably like whispering, like yeah, seniority kind of thing. Don't do it this way. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've already got North Turner. Are they keeping him? Yeah, yeah. He's done that. He's yeah. been there. You know, he's been everywhere. He, he's he, like can, Johnny, he can he's tell like you how, to, how not to coach a team is what he can do. <laughs> San Diego. I don't know of a college coach that's been very successful in the NFL. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. That, yeah. Pete Carroll. Okay. Maybe two. Uh, yeah, but how many years did they coach to actually get their stuff together? Now, P- Pete P- Carroll's a little different. Pete Carroll, he was a coach in like the mid-90s or a long mm-hmm. time ago, like flopped immediately. Mm-hmm. Then he went to USC for a long time, and th- which is basically a pro team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then he went to Seattle, and they were relevant immediately. Yeah, with him. But, I, but it's also lightning in a bottle too, you know, type thing. Because yeah. he had he had the right structure, the right people there at the right time. They did some right. Th- yeah, they yeah. did some things. You know, there's some general management mm-hmm. kind of stuff happening there. And then you know, Harbaugh probably would have been in the NFL longer if it wasn't the situation he ended up in. With that again, that was a management mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like you think of the ones that you like me. I thought Steve Spurrier. When he, oh. Oh, I yeah. thought he would have been gangbusters. Yeah. And no. I'm trying to think who else has been I, good. It's like stepping on a wet, he, he was like stepping on a wet dog turd, cold wet dog turd in the middle of the night when trying <laughs> oh. to get him to go pee. I mean, that's how successful he I was. That's one of my dogs. <laughs> yeah, didn't do too good in South Carolina as well. Yeah, that's right. So. But I mean, just I don't, I just don't think they translate sometimes. Yeah, I oh. mean, it's just personally me. I mean, I, there there could have been some more that we're not not aware of. But anyway, yeah, there's the ones that are. As uh, again, I'm a 49ers fan, so those are the ones that I'm <laughs> yeah. very aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll give you those. All right, so that uh, wraps up our show for this week. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Go to our Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. Give us a like there. Um, we're trying to get our likes up on our social media. If you can, also go to our website, SouthernFriedPhilosophy.com. You always get our playable links there, our show notes uh, for every episode, a little bit about us, our bios. Probably some other things I just can't think of at the time. Maybe a little, maybe a, cl- a classified flea market. We might throw that up there. I got some, <laughs> I got some stuff to sell in my garage. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, your go to, uh, just wherever your favorite place is, go there, subscribe, give us a like, if rating or review. Um, also, like I t- try to remind you every week, if you have not signed up to be a donor, please go sign up to be a donor. Uh, you can also sign up to be a voter too, just in case you haven't signed up to be a voter. <laughs> I think you do both of them in the same place, maybe. Anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Next week, we'll have Operation Decisive Victory on tap, so they will be our guests. And uh, this is for you, Leanne. And as always, keep looking up. Hi-ya! You're listening to the SFP Radio Network.